This is Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, a podcast about, you guessed it, nonprofit fundraising. This isn't the first podcast about it, but definitely not like any others you've listened to. This is a podcast for fundraisers by fundraisers. No boring charts or the same stale best practices you've heard for years. No ideas that only work in theory here. No concepts from people who aren't in the same trenches as you are every single day. Each week, you'll get practical strategies and tips to craft messages that engage donors and raise more money. This isn't smoke and mirrors. Everything has been pressure tested in the real world. Plus, you can start using them as soon as the episode ends. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Thomas and Steve Thomas. Hello. Welcome to Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. This is episode 16. Fundraising with photos that actually raise funds. I'm your host, Ryan Thomas, Vice President at Oneicity. And I'm Steve Thomas, uh, CEO and one of the founding partners of Winnicity. Um, we started this podcast because um, we've been we've actually had it for a long time. We just haven't uh, had any equipment or or audience or audience. <laughs> anybody listening? Um, we've had a lot of people not listening when we would be and walking away and walking away from conversations <laughs> because when you're this work, you know that it doesn't stop uh, on the weekend or at night, and we would be discussing fundraising topics and strategies and ideas. And we're the only two people in that, in that group often who care. And we just realized, wait, uh, we could record these. And And if someone walks away, we don't see them walk away. It's a little less hurtful. I take it a lot less personal. (laughs) If you, if you stop listening to the episode, than if you just pick up your plate and go to a different (laughs) table and sadly that's happened, but it's okay. It's fine. We're, uh, we're both at, uh, Wanicity. We do fundraising, marketing and, uh, fundraising marketing for nonprofits. And that's what gets us up out of bed and keeps us going. And we've been in the game for well over a decade and we have lots of people on our team who measure their experience in the decades and, uh, it's a great team. It's a lot of fun. And if you've been paying... And we do great work. We do, we do yeah. awesome work. Yeah. We do awesome work, which yes. is why we would talk about our work so much <laughs> at barbecues and things, and people would get frustrated. But uh, if you've been play, paying close attention, you noticed that we share a last name, which might make our uh, title of the podcast make a little more sense. If not... Just keep listening keep and you'll, you'll either it figure it out it's all good. Yeah. or yeah. you'll like it more. And, and after you figure it out, send us your reviews or questions or critiques. We are accepting critiques to podcast at onicity.com. That's O-N-E-I-C-I-T-Y.com. And your five-star reviews, your four-star reviews, your three-and-a-half-star reviews. Oh, man. All of those, uh, send those to your podcast deliverer of choice, whether that be Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, pick your app. If it does a podcast, give us a review there. That'd be helpful. So first, uh, we like to start with something that we have seen in the wild because we like to always focus on something that is actionable 
that you can deal with and start doing um, and dealing with today. And so this is something we've seen and we're going to discuss. And sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's something that's cringeworthy. And I'm going to go first because the thing I saw just blew me away is in an email. And in email, I've seen, now this is going to get controversial, either GIF <laughs> or GIF. And we're not going to get into, we may have to have a special episode for... Oh, which is it? Which it is, uh, or which we say. But Where do you land? I say GIF. Yeah. I saw it on Jeopardy. The guy uh, in a clue, he says it rhymes with GIF. And I saw that early and that stuck with me. And I can't, I'm, I'm intransient, so I'm not good at changing. But anyway, most of us have probably seen GIFs or GIFs, moving images without sound, and really email. not video. No, nope. it's a different. It's a code thing. Yeah, right? it it they're sort of like video. It it's more. It's most analogous to the flip books that a lot of us did oh, as kids. That's great. In a loop. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's a full color video, but it's five seconds usually uh, in a loop. And we most of us have probably seen those in email banners, and they get your attention. And when used well, it can be really cool. When used not well, it can be kind of lame. But I saw one as a call to action button. Oh, interesting. The call to action button at the bottom of the email was um, sort of a gold color. Okay. And the GIF or GIF part was sort of that shine reflection that people oh, draw. So it sort of sparkled. And it went across oh, the nice. button, making it really look like a shiny gold button Ooh. for you to click on. Ooh. And your golden ticket. Yeah, that, but that didn't make the email subject or topic any more interesting, <laughs> but it really got my attention and may, I actually clicked and I wasn't going to, and that's a place I hadn't thought about trying to put in a GIF or a GIF. Yeah, that's great. I, and that, that is, uh, I, so have you, or have you emailed the team and said, Hey, let's look for GIF GIF opportunities in the call action button. I did last week. <laughs> I wondered. We've, we've done it, um, in the email there in the banner. Right. But had never even looked into So and, just a little sparkle, mm -hmm. you know, that's when, yeah. and not everybody. Your, your design motif may not be gold, shiny buttons, but maybe a flashing button. If it's a last chance, if you're running out of a match or, Maybe you just want to have a border around your button of a different color and have that border run around. Just have it rotate, yeah. And that's not going to use up a lot of, uh, it's not space, but memory. No, no, no it won't add time yeah. to load. Yeah. And because that's, that's the other that's consideration. The, you don't want to get too fancy. Yeah. And uh, the, the goal there is that's just another way to get attention. Yeah. And if you can get attention in your email, that's 90% of the battle. Okay. Very cool. All right. So I, I really wish you'd let me go first because now I'm, <laughs> this is going to be. You just doesn't have a gold button. Does I don't it? have a gold button. It's sort of dumb, but it's it also sort of fits. So stay with me on this. All right. Um, so I I got a piece of direct mail and I I'll I'm going to hold off. And if this is your first listen, I'm usually I'm not always the guy with direct mail. So it's not. No, that's you. That's usually me. I, yeah, you often have that. So anyway, but you don't usually bring your homework, and so because. Often you're telling about when they got oh, I thrown often, away yeah. or the dog ate or something like that that you don't bring. I, I actually I have one. rarely so, bring my homework. Um, 
I've been thinking about contrast and not the contrast uh, from photography or imagery where it's the, 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 the difference between light and dark, which is a contrast and it's helpful, but just the drawing of contrast. And so one of the things that um, we, we, I got a piece of direct mail uh, this week and one of the things that, that got my attention uh, for the podcast, I, I was paying attention to this because it's, it's actually a, from a client. Uh, everything is typeset, right? And everything is appropriate colors and it works well. And then we use a little uh, arrow squiggle that's clearly a handwriting arrow squiggle. In fact, it even looks a little pencilish or like a felt tip or something like that. Yeah. So you, you oh, know, yeah. it's not smooth. Yep. And it occurred to me that that it, many times people are thinking so much about you know what they imagine great design to be or what they imagine you know the the look should be that it it becomes homogenous it just it, it it blends in and I was really struck by how much my eye even knowing this was a client even knowing I had reviewed this work it caught my eye and I looked where the arrow pointed because it was the only thing in my view and I'm not wanting to show client work uh, here but even though it is awesome we it, do great work it, well, yeah but we're, be clear. we're trying not to advertise uh, it was it, it was the only thing pointing uh, oh, pardon me. It was the only thing not clearly de- uh, smooth mm-hmm. uh, typeset design. Everything else, like you said, is typeset. It's letters. Yeah. And this had the, a squiggle has movement. And yeah. It, so it's 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 like an analog version. GIF GIF. Yeah. And if you had four of those envelopes, you could flip them really fast <laughs> and it could move. Okay. Next Print time. Costs might next go time up I'm coming bit. in with technology because you, I, I just made me feel. Oh. But I think I. That is a, that is a an an analog version of that because that it, the goal of that squiggle and you listening probably have, have done a version of that or that exactly is to get not just attention but direct the, the eye somewhere yeah, exactly and, and doing that with a gif with a gif or a flashing button sirens a squiggle sirens handwriting are, in the margin sirens are harder just gonna say. That could be that could be hard to do in print. Yeah. Not, anyway, anyway, so contrast contrast is a lot more than just what you see in a photo or an image. Contrast is, I mean, one of the things you and I are drawing is contrast between us. Uh, one of the things that we want to do is contrast between our company and the other guys who may or may not do great work, but just draw contrast, and that is a that is a powerful marketing, uh, promotion, uh, attention, influence tool. Mm-hmm. Contrast. So next is something you should be doing if you're not already. And this is one of my favorite segments because it is, like I said before, we're focused on actionable. If all the things we talk about are esoteric and in theory, mm-hmm. things we've read about, thing, but things we don't actually do. Yeah, highfalutin yeah. strategies. That's not helpful to you. And, and usually so, don't make any difference. Yeah, at all. they don't they don't really help anyway. And so we always come with at least one thing that if you are doing this, treat this as a five minute pat on the back yeah. for the effort it takes or took to do that. Absolutely. And if you're not doing it, as soon as the episode's over, because go ahead and finish listening. Please. Because the analytics are watching. It's a big deal. Uh, the, the algorithm and the Google's watching. 
just put that in place. And these aren't things that are too difficult. These aren't months in advance. So we're not going to sell this. This isn't brought to you by Razor's Edge or other database companies that you should install. We got to look for sponsorship. But it could could be. But it could be. Let's just be clear. It's not only because... I checked podcast at onesity.com before we went live and there wasn't an email from anybody saying we ought to do that. Here's your hundred thousand dollars for your first year. I get just Yeah, or or less than that. Send us your best offer and we'll we'll I take like it from that. there. Yeah. Podcast at onesity.com. I'll go ahead <laughs> make that clear. Well, you don't want to get No, you don't I don't want to get the other guy. I don't want the other guys to get our, our possible check. <laughs> the thing I, I'm gonna say you should be doing if you're not already a few episodes ago, I talked about giving to other organizations. Yeah. And it's a great strategy. You learn a lot from them, how they do things. I should have said it then, but I'm glad I didn't because now I get to use it for this episode. You should give to yourself and subscribe to yourself because when you're seeing things in review or even oh. as part of a seed list, it looks different so first, to say what a seed list is, because not everybody oh, knows that. Oh, that's, that's a good call. Uh, seed list is essentially you are on your organization's um, either direct mail or email mailing list, and you get the emails as just part of being slotted in. Uh, in direct mail, sometimes that can come at a different time. Yeah. And so the way or the reason I prefer to give a gift and organically hop on. And then I also like to use a separate email for my work email. Yeah. Is, so you, you hide, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I really like to pretend to be a donor so I can be treated just that way and see how a donor experienced it. Because there have been times where I've gotten an email and I loved the email. The subject line was on point. Preheader was engaging. The email was great. But when I got it, for whatever reason, when I got it, I thought, I wonder if this was the best time to receive the email. And so you see that, and then you look at it differently when it's your inbox and when you, when you're actually going through the email, same with mail, when it comes to your mailbox, did it actually stand out in your stack of mail? Mm -hmm. Do you validate and thank your donors? Yeah. Did you get a receipt that you noticed? Yep. Or is is the team following the process because you, you may have heard us talk about, you need to validate and you need to thank, you need to do it in, in kind of this way. And you may have said, Hey, are we doing that? Yep. Yep. We're doing that. Here's the plan. Here's how we do it. Following those business rules. Here's the, but if in practice, it's, it's the difference between reality and the lab in the lab, you probably got an awesome process, but if it's not pressure tested, if it's not working in the real world, like you want it to be, you need to know. So, Give your organization 25 bucks, hop on the lists and use make your, sure use your offshore bank check. account so they can't, they can't spot you. Yeah. The same like account that. you send us sponsorship deals. Use, <laughs> use that to, uh, to give to your organization as well. So what do you have? So, um, if you take donations online, um, mm-hmm. you are paying a credit card fee. Yep. Okay. Cause you just, that's same, same as is in any other small business. So you may have gone to a really small restaurant or donut shop and they have a credit card minimum mm-hmm. that you have to spend. Yeah, that's exactly the right. The reason for that is they're paying three and a half, four and a half percent on your card swipe right. or insert or Apple pay just to take your money. And so if you're, if you're making them pay four and a half percent 
off of 90 cents, they didn't quite and lose money, but it ate into well, their little profit A lot margin. of times they'll have a minimum. Oh, yeah, a minimum and, with the, with so, the processor. So it's like, you know, yeah, it's a $2 cup of coffee and a $3 minimum fee. So lovely, I lost a buck yeah, on you. Yeah, thanks You're a great. lot. Thank you. So um, what you should do is consider... Um, changing the way your online giving platform, I'm rapidly going to get out of the technical part so you can help me with this, it is the um, give your donor the option, and I need you to hear very clearly how I want you to frame this, the option to then, after they've decided, so I'm going to give 100 bucks. You've got to call it a 3% a three for easy rounding. So you're going to pay 3 bucks on that 100 bucks. You the can, organization. The organization. Which means I'm actually going to get $97. Exactly. And I've got a story for another time about an organization that in that situation res actually receded us at $97. Which is such a bad thing, but I'm not going to go there this time. We'll oh, save man. that little rant for later. But, but what you can do is give your donor the option to pay the credit card fee after they've made the decision to give. So the, but wait, so, you, you want more money. Do. You want to ask them for more money what again a second time? Is, uh, in that moment, when they're, they, I'm giving 100 bucks, then you say to them or in the drop-down or the pop-up or however you do it technically, it's most of the credit card... Uh, no, most of the, the giving platform people have an option for you to do this. And if not, yeah. you need to talk to Ryan to figure that out. But it is the... Oh, would you like to then pay the 3% of the mm -hmm. credit card fee for this donation? Yeah. It is amazing how many people will say, oh, well, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. No. But I, yeah, I want to do that. And so you're talking about with no extra work and no extra fundraising, adding, call it 3%, 3% to call it your bottom line. My guess is you're going to have half the people who give online agree to that. Mm -hmm. That's about... It's about what we've seen when we've moved to that and what we haven't seen because we also are big on your mileage may vary. So yeah. it may, your, your percentage of converting that extra gift may vary, may not be 50%. But what we haven't seen is organizations getting complaints or abandonment at that mm -hmm. point in yeah. the process. Yeah. The overall conversion rate has stayed the same or statistically the same. But nobody's getting calls. Nobody's getting bugged. Yeah. So that so it, it's not like uh, you can go in and ask people to pay for the for the return envelope stamp. But it is the same idea as many times in direct mail. Um, either we will not have a paid postage on a return envelope, or we'll say, "Hey, if you put a stamp over this, it mm -hmm. saves us the the price of the postage." Yep. It's the same effect. Donors, if they love you. They don't want to cost anything extra. Mm -hmm. and, and, and after they've made that decision, you, it's not a bad thing to ask them to do just a little bit to make that happen. It's yeah. Piece and, of cake. and on most platforms, you can customize how you word it because that's where it's most powerful is when you can put your wording around that. But even when it's a system where it's just, hey, would you like to cover the 3.5% processing fee? That still works, but if you've got the option to say, "Hey, you know, you can help us save even more kids off the street mm -hmm. by covering this sloths. cost," yeah, sloths—that's yeah. even better. That's even—that's the better way to go. But 
regardless, see if see about giving your donors the opportunity. That's a good idea. That's a really good one. You say that like you're surprised. But anyway. No, okay. I'm not surprised. Just I just I just I'm trying to give you credit where credit's I'm, due. And I need it. Naysaying. I need it. So photography. So we talk we talk a lot about words. You and I are slightly wordy. <laughs> Yes, that is that is not a contrast. Um, we talk a lot about words and things that are effective, but talking about photography, I, I'm big on uh, getting table stakes out of the way. You got to have words if you're going to fundraise. Yeah, you you got to have an image. Like an image is just you, you ought to have one, not just logo but an image of a person or a thing you're doing to help some sort of encapsulating, showing what's going on in your organization. But what kind of photography should we use? It's, it's, it ought to be, it's actually, this is going to be a short episode because it really is just as easy as just choosing any photo you've got in your Dropbox or iCloud photo at your organization. Just toss it on the fundraising. You're done. All right. That was a good episode. That's great. Finally well, got we'll one under an hour. We'll see you next week. <laughs> right? I mean, it can't be that hard. And it, uh, yeah. So so let's just say um, the, the reason photography is so important is it creates the sense of reality. It, it, it lets me go somewhere I'm not physically present. I mean, that, when you back out a little bit, photog- that's, that's the reason for photography in fundraising is I can't take you to China. I can't take you to the streets of L.A. I can't. Last year, you couldn't have taken me down to your organization. That's COVID. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so you, you, photography allows you to go there. Um, and, and that's why you take vacation pictures and take pictures of kids and, you know, because you, you want to remember. slide reel. Yeah. And- um, so anyway, um, photography and fundraising is about as much is as much about the emotion as the the words. Here's the tricky part: is the photography can be so much more powerful than the words that then that will freak us all out. And I've got an example. You ready? Yeah. So I, I'm holding up a photo on, on the video. We'll show it. Um, this is a photo, a famous photo of, um, and, and you will have seen this photo if you're over 20. I'll just say that. Uh, you probably don't, don't know this photo, but it is a, it's an amazing photo. It is a photo of a, of a child in the Sudan, um, uh, and, um, a toddler. And uh, the toddler is clearly emaciated and, and uh, is face down, uh, but probably about 15, 12 feet behind the toddler is a vulture. And the vulture is watching the child. This photo was taken by a guy named Kevin Carter, who is a South African, who in 1993 was covering the Sudan um, and all of Africa, the, the famine. Um, he won a Pulitzer Prize with it. Uh, here's what you need to understand is this photo in the fundraising world, uh, because it, it, it was broadcast, um, uh, it was published, it was on 
uh, Times Top 100 Photos, won the Pulitzer, as I said, people begin to give to the famine because this was the sense of reality. This well, showed them what people were talking them about. There. So this is like, if you recall, the Afghan girl from 1984, uh, I won't pronounce her name well, but the blue-eyed girl that was on the cover of the National Geographic. Oh, yeah, even, yeah. I, yeah, even yeah. I've seen that. And then, and then after the Syrian um, uh, um, uh, refugee crisis, the, the, the photo of the little boy who drowned in the evacuation, mm-hmm. uh, that picture. Those are just three of, of many iconic images that created um, two things. One, it created a desire for people to help. It made it real. It made it uh, uh, a situation where I, I connected emotionally beyond just, just hearing about the thing. The second thing is, is it created a bit of a, uh, maybe not a bit, it created some firestorm around the imagery. Um, um, Carter I mean, firestorm sort of con- yeah in a bad so so Carter was criticized uh, because people said you know once you think about it this is sort of like I, I follow some Instagram um, influencers because I always have to think who's taking that picture who's yeah how did that oh, happen yeah. how did, you know because it it it's it's that way well people said about Carter. Why are you taking a picture? Why are you not saving that little why you boy? Not, why are you not helping? Why are you not helping? And the, the reason he didn't is he had been told by aid workers, and it was the rule is you don't, you don't interfere because not only do they have diseases, uh, the people you're wanting to help, they are very weak and vulnerable, and you may give them a mm-hmm. disease. Yeah. Uh, he talked about after taking this photo, how sad and he just, it, it was crushing. He eventually committed suicide because of what he had seen in covering the drought, because this famine had been so great. And he actually visually saw the, um, the devastation firsthand. And he, I mean, you think about it, he heard the cries, he was there, he was capturing it so the world could go there. None of, most of us haven't been to the Sudan. No. And so he was doing that job and working under the rules of the aid workers of you don't interfere, you don't, you don't touch, let us take care of that. But he was crushed by the criticism, commit suicide. So a uh, w- couple, couple of things out of that. The power of photography is this way. I mean, the power was so great. The impact in the world was so great. He eventually commits suicide. What a sadness. But probably I, you know, tens of millions of dollars raised mm-hmm. to help in the famine because of his image. Yeah. So what I say is any image you think about using uh, for your fundraising, there's someone who will think it's a bad idea to show that image. It's just, it, nope. it, it happens. It, it's just, it's going to be a thing. Um, in our work where we, we work a lot with uh, people who are, who are helping people who are experiencing homelessness or experiencing poverty or in addictions, there's a, there's a, one line that just it always raises my hackles is people talk about poverty porn. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the idea of using someone's image 
in a in a pornographic way, not sexually, but but from a voyeuristic watching something from the outside kind of thing. And I totally understand that. But also as somebody who, like you, have spent time taking photos mm-hmm. and getting images to take the donor into a situation they could never know otherwise. And so I wanted to start with, for, for one thing, we were, we were cleaning out some, uh, some office photos and Chris uh, had this image on a bulletin board. And, wow. and we've, we ran across and I went, oh, we gotta talk about gotta images. That. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so first to say, People, people will always have a critique or if you find a powerful image, you know, there'll be someone who says, you know, you shouldn't do that. I, I, you know, we can't, we can't dictate that. Right. And, and if they, if no one does criticize your art or your imagery, you didn't choose something that was good. It was strong enough because the goal of all fundraising and everything that goes. So then everything that goes into your fundraising, because if your goal is to bake a cake, you want a cake that looks and tastes good. That's your goal. Which means you want eggs that are not spoiled. You want proper ingredients. Because their job is to support the end goal of a cake that people enjoy eating. Yeah. And imagery that supports that might not be pleasing to everybody. But I think an, a, an important distinction that you were making is... Does it help a donor understand a situation that they may not understand? Yeah. And, and I, think, I think one of the things that the, to say, you know, as we kind of zoom out, stay with, with imagery uh, metaphors, nice. yeah, is to say um, uh, your words have impact, but the right image has greater impact. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you cannot... Uh, quickly just say, well, we won't use powerful images. Now, uh, that, can, that, that is an organizational choice that says mm-hmm. we just, and we, have, we have certainly have worked with organizations who, rather than wrestle with individual images, they just didn't want to deal with powerful imagery. Mm-hmm. And, and their fundraising results certainly showed. <laughs> they weren't, they weren't <laughs> yeah, powerful. Exactly. Because it, it just, it didn't stick in anybody's mind. And so, um, does it make, and, and the reason they made that decision, uh, if it's the ones I'm thinking of is, is it really, it helped them sleep better at night in a way mm. versus they, they just didn't want to deal they, with the hard, the hard stuff. Yep. And if you're doing this work, spoiler alert, fundraising isn't easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I unlike, wish it, I wish it unlike was. finding uh, sponsors for the podcast, yeah, that's but super that's easy. Like, We've been doing yes, that, yeah, but send money too. So, in addition to being sensitive to voyeuristic, exploitive types of photos versus transportation kind of photos, bringing a donor into wherever you serve people or serve yeah. sloths yeah. or wherever, the other big decision you're going to have, and a lot of uh, probably pushback is do you show a need oh, yeah. photo? Okay, that's a great a before or an after photo. Yeah. So, so when I, I I have no idea where this terminology came from us in our group or somewhere else, but I, we made it. We, I don't even know what you're going to say, but I will just I'll just say we came up with we it. we came up trade copy, trademark, copyright, copyright trademark so before before and afters right 
And so, um, uh, uh, need versus success mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And, and so again, Oh, this is a contrast thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I assumed, I assumed that was like a really long I, forward. I tease. didn't, I didn't follow. Oh, well it just occurred okay. to me. So, so yeah, yeah, if, if you, it's much like in our storytelling with the words is if, if we can't say where, where you were, nobody's impressed that now you have a bank account or mm-hmm. a sloth's able to, you know, sleep in, you know, in a tree. Do they Sitting, sleep in trees? I'm going to learn more about sloths. No, they're using. on limbs. We need to have a get, we need to have somebody talk to us about sloths. Okay. We'll but do it, some but if you're, if you're eating a meal. Yeah. Yeah. That's not interesting. I don't want to watch somebody eat. Yeah. But if I know you went days without eating yeah. or digging through a trash can before getting that plate of food exactly. that I'm watching you eat. Exactly. Or if you're, if, if I have, if I, if I can see the picture of we're doing, um, you know, for, for some clients right now, we're some of our in the wild is, um, work with kids who, who, um, because of their home situation are not able to, um, have all the school supplies going back to school. And so if I can imagine what a kid looks like who doesn't have school supplies and the, you know, the things they need to go back to school to make it. I, I, if I can't visualize that, I just have the story and I may or may not imagine it, but if I can see a kid happy about getting a backpack, it's like, Uh, okay, here we go. Yeah. We got, we got that. I want to be in on some, how many sets of school supplies or backpacks can I give? So, so I, yeah, it, it is the contrast again, uh, of being able to show that, uh, that is a, uh, uh, a situation that is directed by the strategy of whatever the impact is, whether it's, you know, email, website, direct mail, whatever it is. But, but that's one of the choices you're making in a strategic place of do we, can we show, and there's some things you cannot show. I mean, let's just be clear. Both, both in the sense of legally or procedurally, and then also that you just can't put in a yeah. in a photo. And and I'm uh, uh, well, I'm I'm a fairly intense fundraiser on behalf of clients, and I believe in telling the story in a, as powerful with as much pop as we can manage. There are things that even I'm not I I you know uh, I I don't I I would not have probably uh, uh, run this uh, this famine photo because it's it's just it's just gut wrenching and. But it is, it is powerful, and that's a choice that that the organization and whoever the advisor or the the agency is, you know, they, they, they make. But it comes down to the core values of the client. But you have to you have to be able to show and tell the before, so that you can show and tell the after. Because a smiling, happy person is a wonderful thing uh, for the, you know, often for the organization. They're focused on that because they intuitively mm-hmm. and experience-wise, they know the before. Yep. The, the and donor doesn't. Nope. And that's something that is so hard when you are in it to remember is the donor doesn't isn't doing everything you're doing day to day. They're not with you hour by hour helping these people and so they, yeah, like you said, they don't know the before. You intuitively know, and often, oftentimes you're going to know literally that person's before, but guaranteed you know the general before of people who come to you. Yeah. And 
You don't want to waste time on that. And it's uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to be horrible, terrible photography, you know, that in terms of the, you know, how emotional it is. It, It can be as simple as, someone who has a look on their face mm-hmm. that is full of struggle. Yep. And then you frame it with your headline and your, your words so that I, the, 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 uh, the viewer or the donor, I know what that facial expression is about because you've framed it. We've with got, yeah. You've guided that person. Yeah. And oftentimes pro tip, our clients, uh, I have one client who tells people they're taking photos of, um, they say, okay, prepare to smile. And that's the resting face. Relax. Now smile. Now they, and then, and they take a picture, they take a picture of the smile and they say, okay, now relax. And then they take another photo. Once the smile has gone away, that's closer to a neutral photo because it can be hard to tell someone don't look happy. Yeah. Look sad. (laughs) All our, all us bad actors. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like Olin Mills telling you to, you know, tilt your head, but look this way. Wait, wait. Do, yeah, do the chist. I, it just it just doesn't work. Yeah. So I I I I I think that is a uh, just just don't out of hand or in a in my opinion a misguided sense of good values. Just say we're not going to use any of mm-hmm. those kind of photos. Mm-hmm. You want to be true to you, but you also need to raise money. And well, I, okay, so I'm just going to say, in addition to the raising money thing which obviously that's something that is our, in our core value and, and usually the mandate we have from clients. It, it's not fair to a donor and it's not fair to whoever writes your words to make, to make it all be about just me telling you. I mean, one of the reasons we're doing video is not because we look all that, although you, you're not bad looking. Uh, spoiler alert, yeah. we don't. Yeah. We actually have uh, faces for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. But but it but it is the reality. It is another way of making the need concrete. And if you just rely on your words, and if you just rely on you know happy faces, you are doing the donor a disservice. They don't know the opportunity they have to change a life, or to change a situation, or to make a, a community, or a city, or a, a country better. And blah blah. blah. No. So you probably remember when adding a photo to a letter was new technology. I am not that old. I'm just going to say, yeah, right? No, it was no. Were we you part were, of, you were part of the from the, begin, yeah, from the beginning you know, photos. Somebody said, <laughs> we got this guy Edison. He, we are, I think we ought to add. It's going to take hours to have to this carve letter. into the stone tablet, you know. At some point, it's in, it is interesting to think. At some point, that was new. Yeah, there's nothing else to say about that. I just I when we when I was thinking about this episode, I just remember thinking, huh. At some point, well, photos were added because they always had words. Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't remember that part either. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, there's a lot you don't remember. <laughs> I, another. Another so, thing. All right, so let's go back to that and just say one of the things that, that um, has been technologically ad, uh, advanced is the way you can control photos in print. Yeah, 
because one of the things that, that you know you and I have worked on um, is how you can use the print technology to not look fancy schmancy but yet powerful and have strong pop. There's a there's just there's so many cool things with a powerful image that you can do that take it out of the is it color or black and white? You know, is it only those two options? Well, spoiler alert, as you would say, boy, there are all sorts of fun options that sort of fit in the middle between mm -hmm. color and black and white. I I still am drawn because um um uh, Ansel Adams and some of the black and white guys really, uh, Robert Franks, uh, mm -hmm. some of those guys, the power of black and white is, is without a doubt, uh, again, contrast. It, it just draws you in because of, of some of the imagery that goes on there, but you, you don't have to just do black and white color. There's that the range there is of, a of things. Pun yeah. intended gray area. Uh, gray area. But it's in yeah. color, not in gray. Oh, but gray is a color. Yeah. No. Uh, I, okay. I, never mind. No, we're, we're not, not getting into okay. we're, yeah. we're not getting into that. Skip that. After the the need, success, uh, the voyeur stick debates. Mm -hmm. Poverty yeah. porn. Poverty. Ugh. I'm, yeah. I am not getting Doesn't caught on the. I'm not getting caught on the algorithm saying the, that. You're not going to give me the E, are you? I'm. I, yeah. I'm you not, got me on naughty problem yeah. a couple oh, of weeks oh ago. My, so, oh yeah. my gosh. Anyway, with a K. Yeah. <laughs> so another photo decision is that you're going to have to decide. Do you use images that play into stereotypes about your uh, the cause, problem you're your, solving, your yeah, cause? Yeah, yeah. Or do you show truly what's happening? Because yeah, that's so that's such a great question. Taking one of our uh, core, uh, a lot of the the people we help you, like you said, are uh, rescue missions, people helping people experiencing poverty and homelessness, and Ask someone in the supermarket, you know, pick from this lineup who is a homeless person who's experiencing homelessness or poverty versus who really is coming in your doors as an organization with those struggles. A person in the supermarket, nine and a half times out of 10, is going to choose an old white guy with scraggly hair. <laughs> Uh, scraggly long hair up top and a beard. And, and well, and not a, not usually a full beard. No, kind of that, that, that whole speed it's kind of coming yeah. in. And there are those people are in those situations and are being helped, but the vast majority don't look like him. Yeah. And there is a debate of well, we need to educate our donors on the cause. They love us. They they love helping this. They need to know. Yes. However, when you don't match what they think, that makes them start thinking. And anytime and you're, you're educating, you're not fundraising. Because don't you love to be told what you don't know? Absolutely not. Don't you love to be educated and then, when you and didn't then, ask to be educated, right? And then... At the end of it, the teacher says, well, I would like some money <laughs> for telling you how dumb you were about this issue you thought you Pass, did. Pass, right? You know? And, and that's, again, like everything else where we've said, uh, your mileage may vary. This is your decision, not ours. 
you're, you have to decide the balance between educating, helping a donor understand really what's happening and what they think. And And the reason you want them to be thinking, well, actually you don't want them to be thinking because if they're thinking, they're not, they're not feeling. Yeah, exactly. And you want them to feel good job because the heart is what is going to make, if the heart wants to give a gift, the, there's nothing your brain can do about it. As a husband, I can tell you, my wife can tell me all sorts of reasons why we don't need that thing. But man, you got an am example I, on that? No, you just probably, say, you let's just don't say I'm really glad that I've got a TV outside <laughs> out on my patio. Did we need one? No, sure didn't. Where there might have been some logical reasons why that wasn't there, a good there idea. There are lots yeah. of reasons I've why got we... got a TV outside. I still can get my head around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But did I want one? Sure did. And I just nodded during all of those logical arguments and said, yeah, no, I found a deal. Yeah, We're, it's, it's all good. good. It's on and, the way. But that, that heart, your brain can be telling you, hey... We got to check these guys out on Charity Navigator. I, you know, what, yeah, what, who are the, you know, all of these reasons maybe not to give, but if your heart wants to give, spoiler alert, you're ending up filling out that response device or clicking, clicking and that, giving that, through, that. giving that, that shiny <laughs> flashing button. And you do want them to know what's going on at your organization, but you, but more than anything, you want them to connect with your cause. And we could do a whole episode on how to strike that balance. But I just want to say that that's a consideration you're going to have to make. And it's not as simple as one or the other. Yeah. And, and one of the things I would say is um, uh, you and I both have wrestled with, uh, I was going to say wrestled with clients, but I guess we have, you know, you know in, a, in a good way. Uh, one of the things we're, we're blessed with is clients who both respect us and allow for that, that wrestling of, mm-hmm. of how to do these things. You can um, uh, break the stereotype uh, with imagery and with story and that kind of thing, but if you do it too much, then then that becomes sort of whiplash to a donor. They don't. Hey, what is this about? I don't even understand who these who are these guys helping. And so you, you absolutely do not want to be um, trying to educate without permission. But you can use your imagery to startle in a in a way that then gets the donor to go, well, how's that work? Mm-hmm. What's that about? Or, or you can use your squiggle, <laughs> calling back three segments. And nice. you know, in one case, we've used a stereotypical image, and it wasn't a stock image. It, you know that the client said, "This is the one guy who looks like this that we serve." But yes, this is our image. We used that and drew a squiggle or an arrow to him and, and just and said, you didn't help him. And then, what? And that gets the donor's attention. And then they're very interested in finding out that the reason you didn't help him isn't because you didn't want to, isn't because you're not a partner of ours. It's because people who look like him don't really come to us. Yeah, that's not who here's, we're helping anymore. Here's who you really helped. And then yeah. it was you know pictures of moms and kids and, and other people. Yeah, what is that about? And they got a lot of favorable responses. But then... They were like, okay, well, uh, we kind of need to do that again. And they <laughs> wanted to turn that into a strategy. You can't do that too often, but there are ways, like you said, to startle, engage emotion. Contrast, the, the word for the day. Now that yeah, we need to, to go in uh, into Final Cut Pro and just remove all the times I, I gave it a different title. 
This needs to be the contrast episode. The contrast episode. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, great, great comments on that. I, one of the things I would say is, like many things, it's, the, it's how does the strategy fit where you're headed? And if, if that is in place, then as good images and bad images come up, or as somebody says, well, we can't use that. Or somebody says, we got to use this. You've already decided a little bit about how this is going to work and what you're going to mm-hmm. do. So, so let's let's do some basics so that we're everybody's clear. And these were kind of the, the the dotting of I's and crossing of T's. You never use someone images someone's image without their permission. Uh, you certainly never use minors' images mm-hmm. without their permission. There are rules that, that are in place uh, that, that let you be free in a public place to take images and use them. But on the other hand, you really want to do use images of people who you who don't want you to use them. I mean, yeah. they're just that's just bad. You can, but should you? Do yeah. You want to. so so a couple of options there. Um, uh, you and I both have, and you just came back from a from a, a trip with, to a client to take pictures. Um, well, it's always oh, a boy. Are my arms tired? Yeah. <laughs> You're that's such a novel. Um, you know, it is all about the conversation with the person whose image you're taking. Do they mm-hmm. understand what you're about? Do they understand you're not trying to exploit them or use them in a way? You're trying to connect people with the organization and with with you, the person I'm taking the picture of, uh, to change life. Uh, uh, that becomes something that that is you can build it into an organization so that it's part of the ethos. We tell people how big a difference you you have uh, that 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 has been made in your life, how far you have come. If it's a person, um, I was thinking uh, I didn't think I'd be able to talk about it, but I'm gonna. Um, Sally Field, you know, if you, if you think about Sally Field, you don't think about the old, what was it? All in the family was what she was in, but it was on, she, she did this, these series of infomercials on, um, one of the animal rescue or dog rescue. I can't remember which one it was, but it, it, they were just images of the, of the animals at play. And they were probably, uh, two or three notches too intense for most people. So that, that, that the horror show is what you remember, not the happy animal. So that is the, in other words, a, uh, another place to look at balance. You can show an image, uh, uh, maybe this image of the child and the, and the vulture is, is in that category, where it's, it's so intense that it, it sort of wipes out the person's ability to act. And so there is a balance there. This is not about showing a horror show. This is about revealing a difference that was made. What does it look like to be, to come out of a to be in a sad situation? Here's the story mm-hmm. I tell, and now I have a smile. If you're if you're somebody who does newsletters, we've talked about newsletters. Newsletters are a place where where you can easily, because of both real estate and and the the genre, you you can you can show that before and after. You can show the the happy faces. Happy faces are hard to raise money on because you don't show where, how, where, what happened before. Yep. So, for younger listeners or viewers, the Sally Field reference is probably the, that Atlantis Morissette song that's been ruined because of the ASPCA commercial. There you go. Okay, that was good. Yeah, In yeah, the Arms of you. an Angel or something <gasps> like that. Oh, and it's yeah. the dogs in the crate. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I can't. I, I used to kind of like that song, but I not anymore. I now can't listen to that song anymore. So that's a great. It's a. It's a. You know, we've talked two or three times in this podcast uh, about uh, feel and the power of the of expertise and and having both done and seen lots of of fundraising and marketing. That becomes a feel thing, so that you may you you actually may create a little bit of of buzz and attention with that. What do we? powerful poppy kind of thing with her song yeah well it probably the image is more than the song no it it it, yeah yeah so so you can go you can do that but the the long you always talk about long tail the the long results the roi the relationship built you you've blown them away it's like not not in a good way it's like concentration camp photos it's like don't want to look at that Mm -hmm. you're not trying for that it is you you must have um, a, a deft hand. You must have some experience in photography. One of the things that that um, we'll talk about at some point is Paul Ekman, the guy who who is famous for being the the lie detector, uh, a person who teaches mm-hmm. people how to spot um, people who are lying, and and uh, it's just great. But one of the things that's true in that is that there are some there are some facial expressions that are instant, automatic. You have no doubt what is happening there. It, it, it works across cultures and language and, and, and people. Those are not in doubt. It's when you go too far, when you, when you are mm-hmm. trying for, you, you know, you're, you're take it up to 11, you, you push too hard. So this is not about finding the most, uh, gut-wrenching image. This is not about finding something. Oh, donors will really be just blown away. We're going to make them cry. Yeah, exa- that's R- not ruin the goal. Their day. It, and in fact, it's the opposite of that. It is about touching their heart. Mm-hmm. And that requires that that middle range, the the not bland, but... Not but too far. Not a not a baby dying in front of a vulture. Interesting. So on this, on this, I forgot to I forgot to say this on this photo is that this child eventually um, they they tracked him and he he lived through this moment and um, uh, lived into at least his teens in 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 the Sudan. Wow. Um, but interestingly enough, the photographer didn't. Mm-hmm. So uh, a hard a hard thing. So, I don't know. What do you want to do now? Way to end this segment. I'm sorry. It's like, wow. Well, you could t- so, so, again, let's just say, you know, uh, um, whatever you're doing, you can go too far in imagery. Period. No question. Mm-hmm. But you can also be so afraid of going too far that you do nothing. And, and so there's not even a ripple in the pond because you were afraid of, of creating too big a ripple. So it's that, it's that middle ground. Ease into it. Just begin, just, just wrestle with it. I, I you, thought you won't hit it first. Yeah, yeah, but you get there. And I thought your description of, of, of the things to, if you're, if you're doing people, it's harder with dogs or sloths to say, don't smile mm-hmm. or smile. But you, with people, you can do some of those games and allow people to do that. And it's amazing how if someone's just not smiling and you, you, you put the context of a, of a hard story around it, people form in their mind what mm-hmm. that's about. And it connects that. The reason they're not crying is because of the story I just read, not because they were told, give your smiling muscles a rest. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good. 
I like that. Yeah. All right. Our last segment, and we'll do really quick because we've uh, we've ironically spent a lot of words on a topic that should have no words. Photography. Ooh. Yeah, that wasn't my best, but I didn't I didn't actually plan that out, so it's not so bad. It, I it, can it, tell. Yeah, it's because I did it on the fly. <laughs> anyway, now we're on to on our radar. Uh, these were things that you and I passed around, and today you ought to look at this, and we're passing and bringing you into our email chain, but there are no reply-alls here. So my On the Radar is an article I read a while back during the pandemic uh, that a magazine in San Francisco, SF Gate, did with an FBI hostage negotiator talking about, and that it was it was about pandemic things that I don't want to get into, but the FBI hostage negotiator had tips for relating to people because the more you think about it, the more I've thought about it, there are some, there are some commonalities between hostage negotiation and fundraising. And (laughs) if we ever start recording pre-show bumpers before the theme, that that, would be a good one. That goes in there. The things he pointed out to get someone to, to take a desired action that they may not want to take at the moment is to let them know that they're being heard, connect with them. Mm-hmm. You want to actively listen to them. You want to ask why they feel that way, why they think that mm. because you, you're wanting to dig deeper, not in a way to attack their thoughts, but dig deeper in and connect with them. It's a way to say, Oh, well tell me more about that. Mm. Why, mm. what, how'd you learn that? connect with them. It's all about deepening the connection. Mm-hmm. You got to be truthful. Okay. Even if you're promising pizza helicopters to Mexico, I mean, you, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be truthful. <laughs> A million bucks. Yep. You got to tell your position, what you are and aren't going to do and be accurate uh, because people know when they're being placated, mm. when this is all fake. Mm. And that also comes through to a donor. Mm. If you aren't authentic, a donor is eventually going to figure that out. Yeah. So instead of helping or fighting people, robbing banks, get them to donate to your cause. Okay. I have a great idea for your book on. Yeah. Okay. Fundraising hostage. Oh, great. I think it'd be awesome. Um, We'll get some reviews. That's for sure. (laughs) Okay, mine is uh, so different than that. Um, I think we've talked about, if not I, I, in my mind, I think we've talked about um, uh, cognitive bias, the, the, the things in our heads, the way we operate um, that, that lead us to make bad decisions. And it's, and it's, it's, it's part of the wiring that we have. Uh, my favorite of, of the, the cognitive biases is something called confirmation bias, which basically says... I'm going to prefer, I'm actually going to seek out information that confirms my pre-existing beliefs. It's one of the reasons mm-hmm. that, that influence is so hard yeah. and persuasion is practically impossible in, in big matters uh, because I've already decided what I'm going to listen to. Yep. Well, uh, I, I read an article and I've just, I'll just say Google, you know, we'll try to put it in the show notes. Uh, so the, th- the thing to look at is reticular, R-E-T-I-C-U-L-A-R, reticular activating systems. There's, a, there's a, a group of neurons in your brain 
that that is wired, literally wired in, in, in neuron world, to select information that you agree with. So not only wow. do, you, do you have the bias, and, and more importantly, your donors have the bias to listen to and filter out things they disagree with. They're, they have neurons. They have the, the actual plumbing in their brain. I guess that's wiring rather than plumbing. The wiring in their brain to help them only connect with things they already agree with, which I'll call back to your earlier comment about, about stereotypes. One of the reasons that works is because I've already sort of thought that is true. Mm-hmm. And so then you tell me something that I agree with. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. Then you have the opportunity, if you need to, for whatever reason, to say, but that's not, the stereotype mm-hmm. is not true. You get heard that way. So reticular activating uh, system, give that a Google. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, it, it is interesting because it, it, if it's wired in your brain that way, you sort of can't ignore it. It's a thing. What's it called again? Reticular activating systems. Part of... That sounds like something that should come from Ronco. It does. And have an infomercial. Well, and there's a whole thing about reticulating spines. There was a there was a whole jokey meme about that way back in the aughts. Reticular activating system. That, that sounds true. like a fancy word for a crockpot. No, I mean it's not, but it, it yeah. just it's an instapot. <laughs> okay, that 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 was actually good. Okay. That was good. And opposed to other things. All right. As opposed to my other one. That's what I got. Well, that was good. Um, aside from my two bad jokes, that, that, that was good. And hopefully we helped with photography. And if you have any questions or you want us to, to weigh in and break a tie at your organization for, is this too far or not far enough? The not far enough is probably the place most people will be. Yep. You're, you are more likely to err on not far enough than air too far. Yeah. So get uncomfortable and you're probably closer to where you ought to be. Take it up one notch. But email podcast at Winicity along with your reviews or questions. Hey, uh, here's what we do. Here's a photo we're thinking. Is that too far or not no. far enough? We'll, we'll give you our our unbiased uh, opinion and you know, we'll use our reticular activating system to figure out if we agree with that or not. It's the thing. I, no, I know. I didn't. I, I didn't no, I the didn't name. Make that I, up. For whatever reason, that name just has that just has me stuck. So maybe if it were named the, I don't know, the RAS. I, oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm an acronym person. Okay. The anyway, r- the, your RAS neurons. The, the RAS neurons. You're not going to go there, are you? <laughs> you got I. You're trying I can to. normally see that coming. I that you didn't. You, I can't wait to see how the captions are going to handle that one. Yeah, it'll be great because it'll just be like rats neurons right across the screen. <laughs> That's not going to get us. E, I'm having it? so much trouble holding it together. <laughs> Come on, you're supposed. I got. I got, I got you're it. supposed to be the adult. Come right. on, man. I can. I can. I can. I can close. Let's wrap it up. Close it. All right. Close it. Aside from that, this was episode 16. Of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, send your... The RAS. The RAS. The RAS episode. Send your reviews, your other um, bad-sounding system names to podcast at com. Wherever you're listening to a podcast, give us three and a half, four, five-star reviews. And next week, 
Uh, we're probably going to talk about lots of other things, but we're definitely going to talk about why your next event should be held at an abandoned shopping mall. Ooh, nice. There are a lot of those available. There are. It's easy to find space. I'm Ryan Thomas. And I'm Steve Thomas. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Tune back in next week for another fresh episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast.